the, the introductory prayers, um, and I think connected also with uh, the song, Spirit of the Living God, um, connecting and, and trusting the, the love of God uh, is, I think, um, a key as to part of what I'll be teaching on today because I've titled it Be a Follower, which is um, not the theme that the world would often say. The world says, oh, you got to go out there and be a leader. Uh, and in many ways, um, when you are a follower of Christ, there are um, there are aspects of that where you, you are leading. But uh, we don't become a follower of Christ to have the attention of being a leader. Uh, we, we become a follower of Christ to point to and share his love. And uh, it's the heart of that uh, that um, I think is really important. But today I'm, I'm going to be teaching from a passage, uh, John uh, 1, 43 through 51, which is called for in the lectionary. And uh, it let, let me read it and then we'll talk about it. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethesda. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Um, as I was reading that, it, it actually became uh, more emotional to me because I didn't address the psalm reading for today and then uh, the closing prayer until after I had completed my message. Um and I was going over that today and revising the uh, closing prayer, which I base upon the, the psalm reading for today. And that psalm talks about how God knows us intimately, knows us from the womb. And I just saw how neatly that fit together with today's reading about how he knew Nathaniel um, when, when he called him. He, he, he already knew him. And that's, um, I think, a real important factor that we need to know uh, as we respond to the call of, of God in our life, uh, but also as we are followers and we share that. Um, 
One thing I, I examined here as I was reading through this passage, because I'm sure we've all heard this, we've read it. Um, if you haven't, uh, uh, it, it's worth reading again. But I, the first question I asked myself is, um, both these men agreed to follow Jesus upon their first meeting with him. And my question is, why? Uh, what was that? And, you know, and so that actually involved a bit of research of Scripture to try to look at other gospel passages that maybe mentioned these that gave any background information to what they might have known. Because uh, we re there really aren't any specific clues within this passage about why Philip agreed, other than what he said to Nathaniel, where he said, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, the Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. But why he came to believe this is not disclosed. However, uh, searching uh, scripture, um, well, I, doing research, I, I found that some scholars speculate that Philip may also have been a disciple of John the Baptist. We don't have any uh, absolute affirmation of that, but we see in John uh, 1, 35, 37, that two of John's disciples uh, did ultimately then transfer over and follow Jesus, uh, specifically as a disciple. Uh, the Bible only tells us the name of one of those, and that's Andrew uh, in John 1 through 40. Uh, but the accounts of the two of John's disciples leaving to follow Jesus um, are in close proximity to today's passage. And the, encounter, the encounters happen in the same location. Uh, and so it's reasonable to believe that that may have been a bit of the foundation for Philip. But that still doesn't explain Nathaniel. Um, but if these are true, Philip would have heard the teachings of John the Baptist about the coming Messiah and John's baptism of Jesus with God declaring Jesus uh, as his son uh, and declare that Jesus was the Lamb of God and the Son of God. We also learned two disciples heard the proclamation, Jesus is the Lamb of God, um, that they followed Jesus. So we heard that two of John's disciples who had heard these things then chose to follow Jesus. One is specifically identified as Andrew, but the other is never specifically identified. Uh, however, shortly after this, we do see that on the next day, Jesus, upon finding Philip, said, follow me, and Philip did. Uh, so it's reasonable to believe that Philip may have been one of those uh, disciples that had been following John. Um, and then upon hearing these things and then being asked by Jesus to follow him, um, responded to um God's call in his life and did so. Uh, all we learn about Nathaniel is that he was fr a friend of Philip's and that Philip told him what he had learned. Uh, but Nathaniel questioned, you know, how could anything come, good come out of Nazareth? And, uh, and he qu was questioning until Jesus said simply that he had seen him under a fig tree. Uh, you know, that, that is, um, an odd statement, but somehow that prompted Nathaniel to believe. Uh, and, you know, I, as I read the psalm of today uh, at the end of this, uh, I hope you will tie together because the psalm uh, that's part of, 
today's reading is all about how God knows every little bit about us. Uh, he knows everything about us. So it should not surprise us when he uses a life moment to um, turn a light bulb on in us. And I'll, I'll share a little bit later um, an experience I, I think I maybe have shared before uh, where God did that to me in my process of whether I'm going to follow him or not. Um, but I want to examine what we're looking at here today is what attracts people to Jesus and how does that also uh, teach us about how we are supposed to be as disciples because um, we have a mission. Uh, we are supposed to share. And the question is, how are we followers? What what are we? And, you know, many of us would say, well, if I met Jesus in person, uh, it would be easier for me to have chosen to follow him. But we know many people who met him in person who did not. And so, you know, that we can say that. But I, I think that is um, being um, not genuine uh, because the the mere seeing of him is not the key. And in fact, many of us would say, well, if I saw the miracles he did, uh, that would that would cause. Me. But we also know people saw the miracles and did not respond. And we ourselves know there's things we see. And still, our faith is not always as strong as it ought to be. Uh, uh, no matter how many times God may have reached out to us and touched us, um, we still um, falter. Uh, you know, when I say we, I, I specifically mean me, but I, I'm, I'm also believing that I'm not the only one <laughs> who who falters, who who questions, who um, stumbles, and. And so uh, to say if I had seen Jesus or, or if I had witnessed a miracle, that those would be the things. And we also know that's not what Jesus was counting on, because Scripture specifically tells us that Jesus was um, trying to downplay the miracles and trying to not have that be. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One, um, uh, he knew it wasn't his time and he didn't want to rush his time. But, but, but the other aspect about it was, I think, that Jesus didn't want the um, trusting in him to be uh, based upon miracles, but upon um, the Spirit speaking and, and touching our hearts. And, uh, and so we see many times that he said, don't, uh, he admonished people not to talk about the miracles. Uh, but we, we see in spite of that, just on words from Jesus, there's numerous references in Scripture how people responded just by Jesus talking to them. Uh, and, and, and they connected just because of that. Um, and that's a part of what we also need to come to know is that it's the interaction, that one-on-one -on -one that God desires in this. And Jesus walked on this earth um, it wasn't simply, and, and I, don't, I don't mean this as simply because it's not important, 
But so often people focus only upon, oh, he came and he, so he could die on the cross for our sins. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was really important. But there is so much to learn from his life. Why would he bother to walk on this earth for so long? Uh, if it wasn't that we're supposed to see something about what he did and how he did it uh, and his interactions with, with other human beings and how he modeled for us what it means to be uh, a follower of God, a, a, a person, what it, how it is that we're supposed to hold this out to other people. Uh, and, and watching that process about how Jesus meted, met and interacted with people, um, he passed that on. Uh, that, that's what he then passed on as the mission for all of us, is that specifically to his disciples, he said, your mission is now to take this and spread it to everyone, to all corners of the earth. That mission was for all of us. It wasn't uh, just for those. And um, and so we need to learn from that and, and say, okay, how do I touch? How do I, how do I effectively spread this uh, to others? And um, our task as a Christian isn't to be so theologically knowledgeable or correct that I can prove the truth of Christianity. Uh, uh, it, it's not about, how much theology I know, although it's really important to study. Uh, but we're never going to lecture people into heaven. Uh, the introduction, as Ben was talking about, was touching the love of God. Uh, having the love of God uh, fill us in all that we do. Uh, and from Jesus, we see that. Uh, he, we see that he was living and interacting with people, not with a goal of uh, teaching them a theology, but with a goal of touching them with love. And then changing their life through that process. Uh, when we think our, uh, that it's about having the proper theology, that scares people away from being the disciples that God wants them to be. Uh, you know, if, if we think we, we need to um, have it all right, the, theologically, um, that, that puts more binding on us than freeing aspect to us. Uh, I mean, frankly, every time I prepare a teaching, there's a fear that I'm going to get it wrong or I'm going to say something in the wrong way. Uh, if I operate with people in my day-to-day -day life with that fear, then I'm not going to say anything to them because I'm going to be afraid that I'm going to say something wrong. What we got to learn from Jesus is how we interact with people is trusting the love of God in us to respond to the moment. Uh, rather than having a preset plan or, or a, an argument. Because if we've got that, we're also, we're not listening to the human being we're dealing with. And it's a, it's a unique interaction between the knowledge we gain 
the love we experience and then the love we have for others. That interaction is what's necessary to be effective as a follower. Um, our role isn't to inundate people with whatever knowledge we might have. Uh, and that's why I'm not trying to cite all the scripture I look at here as I talk about this today, because I'm trying to um, demonstrate or um, participate in this teaching in the same way that I, that I say we need to in our everyday actions with other human beings. I'm just trying to share from the heart the way God speaks to me about this. Uh, and the way I think we're supposed to speak to other people about it. And that is not all of our theological knowledge, but how God touched me. Because that's your best story. Um, now, I want to look back at an, at an example, and, and you can read the technical information that I gained uh, if you go to our site. Then uh, we'll post my notes, and that's really the message I prepared. But I, but I, I'm not reading the message. I'm, I'm trying to respond uh, to the way the Holy Spirit leads me, uh, and I want to, I want to share to you. Uh, many of you know my long journey, and and when I got ordained, I shared it with you that I went to college to become a minister. Uh, uh, and I thought that I was going to go there and learn all of this important knowledge uh, uh, so that I could then win everybody over uh, to God through becoming this uh, uh, very knowledgeable person. And, and uh, I had come to believe I was a fairly good speaker in, in high school uh, from speech contests. And so I had this idea of what I could do for God once I equipped myself with all this knowledge. And um, I think God confronted me with a very humbling experience uh, in college. Uh, there was this uh, fellow student. We were sitting in a dorm room, and uh, the student knew I was studying to become a minister. And she was a doubter, or at least she sure was putting on a great story to me um, that she was a doubter. And she was questioning everything I tried to say. And uh, she was doubting everything I, I had to say, and she was raising questions, and I couldn't answer them. And, I mean, it was it was frustrating, and I think it was you know well over an hour or so, and I, I came away from that um, totally flustered and humbled. And I went back to my dorm room, and I tell you, I, I hit my knees hard. I dropped to my knees, and I said, God, if you want me to do this, You've got to give me some answers. And I then that evening went to the student commons. And I was in the commons. And this guy walked up to me and he said, you, you know, you look like someone who's looking for answers. Now, that person may not have known um, why they were saying that to me. In fact, I doubt that they did. And it, it, it may have even, they were on, this person was part of a group that was on a witnessing expedition. 
they, they there was a group of people and they were purposefully uh, in the commons to try to draw people in to a group called The Way, Biblical Research Group. Uh, uh, many people that I know in some basic uh, organized religions referred to them as a bit of a cult at the time. Uh, I don't have any negative thoughts about them. Uh, but what I can say is they had a plan. They were there to witness. And it could be that he learned somewhere in his training that using that line, you look like someone who is looking for answers, would be an effective way to start. And it would be. You know, you could imagine. I mean, shoot, everybody's looking for answers of some kind. And so you can see how that would be an effective opening line. Uh, and so I don't know if that person had that as a pre-planned line uh, or if God planted those words in his mind. But to me, I knew absolutely it was God talking to me. Uh, and so it didn't matter what that person's intent was. Um, it, it What mattered was that person responded in that moment uh and and god spoke through him we can be that with anybody in any interaction but we have to be present uh to do that and and we're not present if if we're so tied up trying to say what's the perfect thing to do uh because if we're doing that, we are not present. And one thing you see from the interactions with Jesus is he was present with the people. He, he interacted on a personal, uh, if you study all of his interactions and you read about his interactions, it's not so his technique, uh, what words he said, what's important is he was present with the person he was dealing with. And he was responding to that human being that was in front of him. That's the important thing. That to be a follower of Christ, we have to remember that all of fancy words won't matter if we don't care about the person who's in front of us. If, if we don't really get uh, interested. And so to do that, you actually have to listen to them. Uh, you, you, you can't be saying, here's all the things I know. Uh, where you haven't once expressed that you know something about them. And how do you know something about them? You ask them. You, 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 and you actually listen. I tell you, it's the best lesson my dad ever tried to teach me that I didn't learn. Uh, you know, I still do not listen to people's names when they tell them to. Me. I hate it about myself. Uh, five minutes later, I'll be talking and I'll want to use their name and I'll think, you idiot, you didn't listen. And it's still a lesson I'm learning because, and and God's still uh, trying to teach me. And he, you know, as I say, my dad was fantastic about it. In, in five minutes, my dad would know everybody's name and he would remember it and he would use it. And yeah, I can't, I would always wonder, I said, how would he do that? And, and, it clicked in me one day, or God revealed it to me one day. It's because he cared. 
He remembered because he cared. And so what does that reveal about me that I don't remember? You know, I mean, to me, so, you know, many of you, I think, I hope, have come to to uh, see me as a caring person. And, and I think I am. But but obviously, I can be very shallow uh, uh, because I don't uh, always remember things about people. And uh, and and. If, if there's something uh, that the lesson today should drive home to me, and, and I've taught this before, and, I, and I'll teach it again, and I think God's going to keep giving me this lesson to teach uh, until I get better. <laughs> uh, but the thing about being a disciple, a follower of Christ is to actually care about people. <laughs> uh, and it, it's not about theological knowledge. It's about knowing the love of God and then caring about people enough to want to share with them that love of God. It's that simple. Uh, it's, it's not, can I cite to you all these uh, passages? Can I, can I, lay out for you a theological argument for why Christianity is true, because you're never going to win that. You know, you know it, you're not going to win that argument, but if they see in you that what you profess to believe is true, if, if they see in you that you actually care about them, And you know it's got a darn it's not a darn thing about you. If you're if you're being true to those things, where where you're you you really have come to know love of God and you really want to share that love of God and you really care about the person in front of you, then the next thing you need to do is trust God. Because he's the one who will convince the person. Not you. If you are there in front of a person who you have been put in front of, what you've got to trust is that God will do the work and that he has placed you there and he'll give you that word. He'll give you those words like that gentleman had with me that will prick your heart and will attract you. Uh, but it, if you think it's you, then you're too much like me. <laughs> uh, when I started out, uh, uh, if you think it's you, then you need to take a step back and remember who it really is about. Uh, and and that to be a follower of Christ. Uh, for for Christ, it was never about hey, look who I am. He revealed who he was through what he did. But he didn't come on and say, hey, look at me, bow down. I am the king of kings. <laughs> yeah, he could have taken that approach. How do we know that wasn't the right approach? Because that's not the approach he took. And so what do we learn from that? We learn that that's not the approach. 
we don't go in with, look at me, look how good I am. Look at me, look how special I am. Look at me, look at what all I know. We go in with, look at me. I'm a person who's loved by God. And I can tell you that has changed my life. And then we listen to the person and, and we, we say, what does God want me to say to this person in this moment? And then we trust the Holy Spirit because that's the thing you got to, you know, God, when Jesus was leaving us on this mission, he promised, he says, listen, I'm not going to leave you alone on this mission. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. What we have to do is learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. Uh, and that's a process. Uh, but we can't listen to the Holy Spirit if we're always talking. If we're so busy with our own mind, you know, as a lawyer, this is tough. Believe me. I want to put together arguments for how to win an argument. I want to put together points. And I have to forget all of that. And I have to learn to listen and say, how do I respond to this person and trust God to reveal to me the response to this person? Because it's going to be different in every situation. If I think it's the same in every situation, if I have a plan, if I have a set course, I'm going to not listen to that human being in front of me. So I can't have a preset, here's how you do it manually. The here's how you do it manual is actually care. Know that God actually cares about you. Do you believe that? You know, you wouldn't be here if you didn't believe it. So you believe God actually cares about you. And so let that be seen. That's how we be followers. Uh, the mission was be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And how do you be witnesses? We weren't, I didn't see Jesus in person. How do I witness? I witnessed by how he touched my life. Is it true? Did he really touch your life? And that's an important thing I think so often is missing in organized religion is we learn rules and regulations but we don't learn the importance of that personal connection that he really personally touched my life. I, I, it's not about, did I, did I do A, B, C, D, E, or F in the theological handbook? The question is, did he touch my life? And if he did, then the point is, share that. Let it be seen. Your story is your story. My story is my story. But everybody's story is he touched me. And the question is how? Uh, and then what words you use? Again, that's the Holy Spirit. If we're really listening and we're really wanting and acting out of love, the Holy Spirit will give us the words. Uh, that's trusting God. 
Uh, and that's how he wanted us to spread his word. That's, the, again, I've said this so many times when I give the message. It marvels me. It, it, it flabbergasts me that the God of the universe wants to use me and trust his message with me. And I don't mean me. I don't mean this message. You know, he trusts us individually. He trusts us to spread his word. His whole mission is built on us. Wow. And yet, wow. <laughs> uh, but that that's, that's the confidence that we can go forward with, though, is because if he trusts us, then who am I to not trust myself? Because if I don't trust myself, then I'm just saying God's word isn't any good because he says I'm good enough. I'm not good enough because I think so. I'm good enough because he thinks so. Uh, and what we know with certainty is that God knows and God doesn't give up. And so if you've blown it, okay, pick up and go again. Uh, if you've done it wrong, Okay, learn from it, go again. The fact of the matter is, you cannot lose somebody from God's hands. If you blew it, God already had that figured out, and he knew what he was going to do around that. And he knew how he's maybe going to even use your faulty effort to reach that person. You may find out someday down the road that a person heard you and, and thought, wow, that was horrible, but somehow something in it, God will use down the road to touch them. We're not entitled to know the result. I, I never saw that person who, who spoke those words to me since 1973. So that person has no clue how his words continue to impact me. And we're not entitled to that knowledge. We're just entitled to know God is at work. And he will keep working. So be at peace. You can't derail God's plan. You can't screw it up. But as you make the effort, God will use each effort to continue to refine us, to make us better and better as followers of Christ. And, and that's our goal to get. And so let me close with this prayer. Um, I don't know if it can be put on the screen. Uh, I, I shared it with Ben, and I'm not a techno geek, so uh, Ben may be trying. Hey, my friend, Hammer, can you guys assign me as the host one more time? <laughs> Was I ever the host, by the way? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure how to do that. <clears throat> yeah. Where did you find that, Ben? On the on the, the where were you on the top right hand corner where it says mute and there's three little bubbles there? You click that. It, does it say uh, that says stop live stream? No, no, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Is it under more? That's what I was clicking. Click on um 
Ben's um, icon. Oh, click on mine on the three little bubbles above oh, mine. Gotcha, gotcha. There you go. Okay, so. It should say assign me a Okay, gotcha. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, now. Yeah, there we go. The younger generation. All right, the younger generation saves us again. Ah, okay. There we go. Well, so here, here is a, uh, a communal prayer. This is uh, largely Psalm 139, just modified uh, to make it a communal prayer for us. And hopefully you will see the strength uh, within this that was part of the teaching today. Um, if you'll join with me, Lord, you examine our hearts and you know everything about us. You know our thoughts. You see us when we travel and when we rest at home. You know everything we do. You go before us and behind us. You place your hand of blessing on our head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for us, too great for us to understand. We can never escape from your spirit. We can never get away from your presence. If we go up to heaven, you are there. If we go down to the grave, you are there. In all circumstances, your hand will guide us and your strength will support us. We could ask the darkness to hide us and the light around us to become night. But even in darkness, we cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of our body and knit us together in our mother's womb. Thank you for making each of us so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well we know it. How precious are your thoughts about us, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. And when we wake up, you are still with us. Father, we praise you, we thank you, and we ask your guidance so we can walk in your ways. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.